hello, my beautiful dancing unicorns. Welcome back to Age University Podcast. Today is a great day. My girl, Nicole Marilyne, is coming on the podcast, and I have mentioned her many a times on this podcast before as my business mentor at the moment. And honestly, she's become so much more than a mentor. She for, for everyone, she is a psychic medium, an intuitive guide, a healer, just an absolute goddess dream, the most wise, sage, like medicine woman vibes, everything about her. I just connected with her so, so deeply. And I know you guys are going to love her. Also, I've been doing her business mentorship, a mediumship mentorship with her and really expanding my gifts and expanding my foundation for how much I can carry energetically. And I think that's a really interesting aspect of her mentorship program. It's very unique for people who are in the energetic space and people who are very conscientious of their energy. And maybe you feel called to up-leveling your energetic gifts. She is an amazing resource. And this conversation is packed, 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 packed with practical tools, things that you guys can do and apply today, which I absolutely love. I love giving you guys so many resources and things that you can just implement immediately in your day, ways to connect with your intuition, um, ways to connect with your gifts and your guides, whether or not that's something you're interested in right now. We talk about just connecting with yourself and your heart space and intuition. There's just juicy, juicy, juicy goodness. And, you know, Nicole has a mentorship where people pay her lots of money and you guys get to hear all of these tools and this conversation and what it's looked like us working together in this container for free. So stay here, stay till the end because it's good all the way into the very last second. She gives the best send off advice. Just everything about Nicole is just so, she's just such a lovely human. And I'm so, so lucky that I've been working with her for the last, I think it's 12 or 13 weeks. Um, and that I've become such good friends with her along the way. So she's someone that is a really important part of my journey and my story. And as always, I am so excited to introduce her. So without further ado, fellow psychic medium, clairvoyant, intuitive guide, wise healer, woman, all of the things, our goddess, our queen, Nicole Marilyn. Welcome to AG University Podcast. Let's go. Wait, one more thing before we get into the recording. I forgot to mention, you guys, my Intuition Activation Soul Nourishment course is now live. If you've not listened to my How I Healed My Relationship with Food episode, definitely check that one out. If you are tired of criticizing yourself, of counting calories, of being trapped in the mental constructs of diet culture, of feeling disconnected from yourself, of self-loathing, of any of these things that we fall victim to, from societal programming or messaging, anything, whatever, if you feel like you have energy, trauma, things stuck in your body and you are looking for things outside of yourself and you cannot get clarity on how to connect with yourself and how to heal your relationship with your body and your food and ultimately love yourself on a whole nother level that is readily available to you and it is so close. That is what my course is for. If any of that stuff resonates with you, intuition, activation, soul nourishment is for you. If you take the course, you take it seriously, you do the work, you are going to change your life. There is no question, no question. So I wanted to let you guys know that for the first month, I'm doing a discount, $111, one, one, one off of the course. And the information is in the show notes, code AG freedom. I am ready to experience food freedom and freedom to love myself and experience a whole new reality. This course is for you. Everything is in the show notes and you'll hear us talk a lot about our relationship with food in this episode and it is powerful stuff. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. 
Okay, you guys, AG University, welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so excited. I have a very, very, very special guest, someone that I've been just like henting that's coming on the podcast. Nicole Mariline is in the house and she is a fellow clairvoyant, medium, intuitive, business mentor, guide, queen of all things, queen of our universe. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. You have like the absolute wisest, soundest, most sage presence ever. Like you're so calming and I just Mm. feel like everyone is going to just fall in love with you as I have. So we're all super (laughs) excited. Lots of people have been hyping you up. And just to give everyone listening a little backstory of how we got connected, because it's such a fun, cool story. I was Nicole. (laughs) Nicole and I were both featured in a women's health magazine article all about lucky girl syndrome. And I saw Mm -hmm. she was mentioned in the article and I was, we were the only two people mentioned in the article. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like a fellow just wizard medium girly pop need to know her. So I slid into your DMs and I was like, wait, we were mentioned together. Go us. Like, let's be friends. And then Nicole just was like, sent me like the nicest voice memos ever. At first, like, I think you didn't see it at first though, or something, right? I know I didn't see it. It was like stuck in the little folder where you, the, of requests. And it was so funny though, because when I saw it, I had seen, you know, your content over and over again. And I was always like, there's something about her. I like her. And I feel like I have a really good radar of, you know, there's all kinds of people on the internet. And so when you DM'd me, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like we immediately, I felt like just clicked and we were like, oh, where have we been all this time? Like now we're back. We're friends. Here we are. We're friends. (laughs) Totally. We were like, because I saw you and I was like, wow, I don't really know anyone else that's my age that's doing something similar to what I'm doing, but also in a way that's very embodied. That was the word you and I both said, like very into fashion. And I always want spirituality to be super attainable and relatable to other people. Like I love the people that I follow that are like dancing on a mountaintop. I think that's like awesome. And I love that. But (laughs) in some ways it gets to be like kind of intimidating because you're like, oh shoot, I don't live in like Hawaii in a waterfall, you know? So it was like, you just yeah. embodied everything that I loved, like fashion and makeup and spirituality, and you're so wise. So I just felt like it was a very aligned friendship. Thank you. So Me too. Once we got connected, I realized very quickly that I was guided to Nicole for, for more of um, just a friendship. Obviously, friendship comes first, but we got on a phone call and just started chatting and she was like, I also, you know, do a mentorship. And I was like, a couple of people have asked me to do a mentorship. Like, what does that look like? She started explaining her mentorship program. And I was like, wait a minute, I want to be in your mentorship program. Like, this is actually what I need right now. <laughs> and so I was like, can, can I be your client? Can you sign me up? And you were like, yes. You're like, we're friends first, but I will put you through my mentorship. And you guys, it's been the best investment I've ever made into myself and my business. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just take you guys through like everything that we've kind of worked on together. But first, Nicole, this is your, this is your moment. Tell us, tell us your story of how you became an intuitive and how you made this your full-time career and just tell us everything. Well, first of all, thank you for all of that, Anna Grace. I can, I really just feel the exact same way about you when I first came across, you know, you and your page and I think, you know, your message of just making spirituality more normal and like everyday people can be spiritual because we are, that rings so true for me. And to also find someone who, you know, connects with fashion and makeup and like 
is just who she is and isn't kind of in this, you know, quote unquote spiritual box, like that was really beautiful for me to have in a friend as well. So I just want to share that first with you. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here and, you know, to just, yeah, be supporting you. I It's been so much fun to watch you grow over these last few months of us being friends and working together. And I just feel really honored to be here. So Gosh, where do I begin? Um, you know, for me, my my journey, I feel like, really starts back in childhood. I feel like for so many of us, once you kind of start on a spiritual path, you start to look back a lot and really see kind of all of the all of the chords that have kind of brought you to where you are now. And I think for me as a child, I was just so curious. I've always been a curious person. We talk a lot about human design and how we're both one threes in human design. Mm -hmm. And so just like that curious cat, both of us. And, you know, as a child, I was always curious about just everything, you know, the stars, the planets, astrology. I used to read my horoscope and I always joke, I'm a Capricorn, but I would always read Sagittarius because it was more fun. And I like convinced myself that I'm a December Capricorn. So I was like, no, I'm actually a Sagittarius. But then when I found out about my chart, you know, I'm a Sagittarius North Node. Like there's a lot of that in there. But, you know, so being a curious kid, um, I also saw a lot of spirits when I was young and I didn't really understand what that was. I wasn't afraid of it, but, you know, it was just kind of something that happened. And I was very lucky. I've talked about this quite a bit, but I was very lucky to have a family that really supported my curiosity. My father also sees spirits. He's very, you know, spiritual and intuitive. So is my mom. And, you know, both of them really just kind of allowed me to be curious and to play. They never like shut down my gifts or told me that I was wrong or that I shouldn't talk about these things. They really just kind of supported the things that I was curious about. And I feel like from having kind of that seed planted as a child, you know, I I was a normal kid. I saw things, but I also grew up and kind of thought, oh, maybe that's a little weird. People aren't talking about that. I went through my own things and, you know, difficulties as I got older. But, you know, coming back and having a spiritual awakening as I got older, I really see that the seed that my parents planted as a child of like, just explore, you know, explore your curiosities, explore the things that are interesting to you and not with with any fear. Like, I feel like that has really allowed me to just become the person who I am now. So, you know, seeing spirits as a child, my dad taught me how to meditate when I was very young. He taught me how to like pull up chi from the ground and just like connect wow. with the earth. He was, yeah, he's he's into martial arts. And so he kind of taught me from like that, you know, arena of chi and understanding energy and feeling it in my body. We also used to like play around with lucid dreaming when I was a kid, just like very like fun. It was all very fun. You know, nothing was too serious. It was just like, oh, this is interesting. How how can we play in this world? Um, but, you know, as I got older, like I said, I kind of started to see that maybe we weren't all doing that, you know, and maybe that wasn't something that everyone was really talking about at school <laughs> over lunch. And so <laughs> I think I just kind of naturally like, you know, guarded those like parts of me a little bit more. Um, I also had a uh, an experience just that was a little like overwhelming as a child and seeing a spirit that was just, it was a little bit overwhelming. I think I was like seven. And from then on, I was just a little bit more closed off. And so, you know, getting older, getting into high school, um, I got into just kind of a really tough relationship. I was in a toxic, abusive relationship for about like five-ish years into college. Um, and that relationship ended. And two months later, he ended up passing away. And so mm, kind of in that period chills. of my life in college, 
yeah, it was it was really interesting that, you know, I, I feel like so many of us when we're in high school, in college, like we're so we're just finding ourselves, you know, and we're exploring who are we? What am I here to do? What do I enjoy? What do I believe in? Like we're we have this opportunity, you know, outside of being with our parents to really start to discover the things that we want to do in our lives and the things that we really believe in. And I feel like in those like very pivotal years of my life to have such a significant death and to just kind of be introduced to that world. You know, when I was very lucky that one of my best friends at the time, her aunt is a medium. So right away, you know, I called her and that was my first experience channeling and, you know, channeling through mediumship. And that was really kind of like, oh, there's something here for me. Like that was really easy. I felt really safe. I felt really connected. But it wasn't until, you know, there was a few years I was still in college, right? You know, I wasn't just going and meditating. I was definitely like numbing the pain, trying to figure out what all of this meant. And it wasn't until after college where I really, you know, started to kind of get healthy again. I'm sure we'll talk about food, but that was where I was really struggling with my health and with food. And I finally just, I didn't have anywhere else to turn. And I turned to energy healing to try to figure out what's going on? (laughs) What is happening to my body? Why can I not heal? Like, why do I feel so stuck? Um, And it was through my own healing and finding my own energy healer that I then discovered my gifts and long story short, kind of came to where I am today doing this work for other people. Wow. That is, I had goosebumps like three times. I didn't want to interrupt you, but that is so, (laughs) it really is so interesting too, that I feel a common theme and definitely one that we share is that there's been these like massive life or death moments where, you know, maybe we've experienced the loss of a loved one. I've had another friend on the podcast who's a medium who I actually want to connect you with. You guys would really get along. Um, She has a very similar story. Her fiance passed away. And then like, you know, she went from not being aware of her gifts at all to him communicating with her. And so it's, it's really interesting how you have these awakenings that it's almost like we're like, for me personally, you know, my near death experience, it's like, we're taken to this this kind of like very intense life or death moments. And that really like activates something inside of us and it really changes our whole trajectory going forward. But yeah. I think that's so cool that you had such a support system from such, such a young age, because when I had my kind of life pivotal moment, I was so freaked out kind of because I had never <laughs> even heard of such a thing. I didn't even know people that did any of the things that I was experiencing at first. So it was just like, it was very, like you said, the word kind of overwhelming. You're like, what? But now that we're in a place of like really having this deep understanding, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I think it's, I mean, I know both of us are obsessed with our jobs. It's like so cool that we have these gifts and that we can help people. Um, And for for everyone listening to Nicole, if you want to explain a little bit and like how you kind of work with other healers and energy readers and like what that looks like on your business scale too, because I just think it's super interesting, your career path. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you say like, you make a really good point about kind of these like big experiences happening to people. And I just want to share for the audience, you know, you don't have to have a life or death experience to happen to you for you to learn about your gifts or activate your gifts or kind of, you know, come into a spiritual space. However, I do find with a lot of the clients that I work with, they hit rock bottom or something really big happens, even if it's just a huge shift in their life, losing a job, 
moving somewhere new, you know, all of these things that maybe we don't think are so life or death, but they're a big change. And a lot of times through really massive changes is where we're able to kind of awaken our spiritual, you know, connection. And so I just want to say like, you know, a loved one doesn't have to pass or you don't have to, you know, have a near death experience to really come back home to yourself and awaken your gifts. But the way that, so the way that I work with people, so, you know, after doing my own healing, um, I was very lucky to be working at a meditation studio called The Den um, in LA. And at that time, you know, I was very lost. I was very confused. Um, I tell this story all the time. I was in corporate. I quit my corporate job and I had this really just kind of like huge intuitive hit that I I had this other job lined up. It was a dream job and I just knew I couldn't take it. So I had this period of time where, you know, six months I couldn't I couldn't land a job. I didn't have a job. I was so lost, so confused. And it was during that time I started meditating again and started volunteering at the den. And, you know, eventually I ended up working there and it was probably one of the best things that has ever happened to me because I was around mentors and healers and teachers all day long, every single day. And so I was very lucky, very privileged to, you know, have the opportunity to learn from some amazing teachers. And so I started doing training there where I started to learn about intuitive healing and, you know, through kind of my own certifications and trainings, I at this time, like I was not like spiritually out of the closet. Like I was, I had a food page, like I was doing food blogging. Like I was not, you know, the spiritual girl that you see online right now. And so I remember one of my friends, she was like, okay, like I want you to post on your page and I want you to post about donation-based readings. And I was like, oh, on my food page, like all these people follow me for recipes. What are they going to think when I'm like, hey, I'm doing readings now. And, but you know, I'm a Capricorn. So I was like, okay, a challenge, like, let's do it. Let's take it. And mm-hmm. so I put it out there on my food page, said, Hey, I'm doing donation based readings. It was so scary. But ever since that day, I have been booked and busy with readings, helping people. And so I share that because, you know, we all start somewhere. And I kind of want to share like the roots of where I started for anyone who is, you know, just new or maybe wanting to explore or build something for themselves. Like you have to kind of start somewhere. And so that the donation-based readings really turned into me building a business first kind of focused on readings. Um, When I talk about readings, I do just different energy healing work. I call them intuitive healings where I'm working with your guides for channeling or moving things out of the body. I also do mediumship, past lives. There's a lot of different readings that I do. And from there, I kind of started to build because I, I, I saw that I couldn't help as many people as I wanted to. And, you know, I didn't get into this work to do any of this. I really got into this work. I did my first certification because I wanted to figure out how to help myself. You know, I wanted to be self-sufficient so that I didn't have to rely on a healer. And I know you and I share that same value of we never want people to rely on us. And I think it's really important, you know, when you're finding someone to work with to kind of feel that out. You know, you never want to have to rely on someone. You want a healer, a mentor to really empower you to find your own, you know, path and intuition and ability to heal. And so I really started to notice, okay, I love my readings. They're so much fun and they're making a huge impact, but I want to be able to help more people and I want to really be able to give people tools and empower my clients, my students. And so I started to really build courses from there that help 
my clients, my students, and that also turned into mentorship, we've, which we've done together. Challenges, I feel like it's really kind of grown into this beautiful ecosystem of really helping the people who come into my world tap into their own gifts, their own intuition, heal and release and just, you know, kind of live the life that they want to live. Mm. Listening to your voice talk is like butter. I'm like, ah, oh, you're it's like a meditation. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Well, and, thank you. I know. I'm like, oh, you're so soothing. And just like, it's a hug. It's a hug over the microphone. <laughs> and yes. And I wanted to just echo back a couple of things that you said, because I really do feel like I say this all the time that everyone has gifts. Everyone has some type of energetic gift or intuitive ability, psychic ability. We all are super, super powerful beings. We just maybe haven't been shown the path or haven't had that support. And, you know, like Nicole said, like, you don't have to have a life, life or death moment. I think I had just gotten so far off track that I needed that jolt, but some people might already feel like, Hey, I'm naturally intuitive or I'm just naturally really curious. So if that's, if you're curious, then you're in the right place. And that's like the best place to start is like, try all the things, study all the Mm -hmm. things, like play in that space. And just to kind of give you guys a little bit of what Nicole and I have been doing together. So I did, I started this, my readings, which I've kind of already told the story. So I'll give the condensed version, but I did two years of Akashic records. I did two, two different schooling programs and I did training circles and practice circles, which is where you're kind of doing readings for, you know what I'm talking about, Nicole, like readings for people, basically yeah. you don't know. Um, and then started just doing, like you said, I just started doing readings for free for friends. Cause like a donation based mm-hmm. thing, or just like, you know, through word of mouth, just like seeing what's happened. And then that's when it exploded kind of word of mouth. All my friends were like, Oh my gosh, what the heck? How did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but I, but I was always really, really, really called to the Akashic records. It just felt super safe and super playful. And, um, just to give you guys a differentiation between mediumship and Akashic records. So I, I always identified as a medium, um, and seeing spirits, but I never was trained solely in mediumship. I was doing Akashic records, yeah. which is more of an angel collective energy, super high vibrational light beings. And then mediumship is more connecting with loved ones who have passed away or, you know, those who have been humans or, and there's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, categorize mediumship. That's maybe like the most basic level. Am I, am I doing a good job explaining that, Nicole? <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. You're to, doing great. <laughs> okay. To your, your definition. Um, and so I started doing a lot of readings very quickly. And then once the podcast came, I got even more of an influx. And so I was doing several readings a week and the, it was almost like the more I talk about all the time, the more that we practice our intuition and play in our gifts, the stronger they get. And my gifts were getting significantly stronger. And I felt, you know, I felt very confident in the readings that I was doing. And I was having these experiences in readings where it was almost like, essentially spirits were kind of lining up. It was like when I would open up this space to talk to someone, they would say like, oh, you know, my client would say, oh, you know, my dad just passed away. And then dad would boom, be here. But I'm trying to do an Akashic Records reading. So they were kind of like two, like all these spirits are all of a sudden around me. And, and, you know, Nicole and I both, I feel like we're both such bright lights and we're very safe spaces. And so I was really drawing in all of these spirits who were trying to talk to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, and keep in mind, I'm living with Austin and Zane and like, we're all in the same house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like kind of a lot. And so when I, when I saw Nicole, I was like, oh, she just feels 
so grounded in her mediumship. Like I just really felt like called to your mediumship skills. Like you felt really, yeah, just very wise. And I, I kind of want you to talk about to your certification process that you went through. Cause I think it's fascinating that you went, have been through like psychic schooling. Cause I didn't even really know the type <laughs> of training that you did existed. So maybe there's someone here that needs to hear that too. But, um, so I, you know, my, my, the energy coming towards me client wise was growing. My gifts were growing. And I was like, you know, we're that one, three human design personality or human design profile type. So our personality is a forever student. And I always want to keep learning and evolving every time I do a reading because every reading we do is so different and everybody's needs are different. And so I wanted more tools in my toolbox. So interesting, Nicole and I get connected and I'm like, I really want to do your mediumship mentorship because I feel that I can really, really fine tune one, how much energy I can manage in a day client wise, how to scale my business because I've just been doing things like word of mouth. And then all of a sudden I had this huge email list and all of a sudden I have these other things. And I'm like, shoot, what do I do with all this? Do I hire someone? And you're like, no, this is easy. I'm a Capricorn. I got you. And I was like, okay. So, you know, scaling and growing. And you just, you really kept telling me like, this is easy. Like, I love how you're like, this is going to be so useful. So not to mention mm -hmm. learning uh, your intuitive healing process has been such a cool it's really come up actually in a couple of client readings since I was like my reading with Iris too, like did a healing was yeah. like my first time kind of playing in a whole nother dimension of energy work, but feeling how good I felt and how good my clients feel was like so empowering. Um, but anyways, so for anyone who wants to play in their gifts, I feel like Nicole is definitely such a wellspring of information. And that was, I just wanted to give you guys kind of the backstory of like what we were working on and what I came to her to do. And since then I've actually read her Akashic records too. So we've been like playing and like doing readings <laughs> for each other. And, but it's really nice to have um, someone just to sit with you and hold space and allow you to play in this like mediumship role even deeper and, you know, call on new energies and things that I've never done before. Because I think the thing with spirituality is it's forever evolving. There's always going to be new yeah things and new tools in our toolboxes. And so I just want to thank you for all of your support. And I would love for you to actually, yeah, because you said you had been trained a little bit. Will you tell us too about the, um, it was the psychic certification. You said you knew about the Akashic records before, but it was kind of like me having a reading was like a newer situation for you. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I love hearing your perspective of our mentorship and, you know, for anyone who's listening, I think it's so important to find community when it comes to spirituality mm -hmm. because like both of us have been sharing, you know, just it can be overwhelming. It can be confusing. I always tell people, you know, yes, there are so many books and podcasts and resources, but, you know, you really do have all the answers within, but sometimes it's a little scary to go within and to find those answers. And so all the work that I do is all about building community and having support. And even, you know, through my mentorship, you know, I support people in really finding their own gifts. Same with, you know, my course Awaken. That's all about intuition. It's like everything that I do is just trying to empower you and hold space for you as you explore and discover because you're so right. I mean, spirituality, it's not just like a one and done. Even for me, I'm still learning every single day. You know, we're always learning and growing. And I think having community, having support is just so important on the path because, 
we don't have to do it alone and we shouldn't do it alone. It's so much easier to be able to feel safe and to even just feel powerful in the gifts that you have when you have that, you know, just sense of community. So that, I love that. I love hearing everything that you shared. I think another thing too with mentorship is I love making things practical and I feel like you came to me at a moment where we, you were like, I just need some tools. Like, I just need a little bit of this like grounded like practicality. And I was like, perfect, let's do it. But yeah, for my own training. So I um, trained under a psychic. Her name is Catherine Schiff. I love her. She's incredible. Um, and a lot of the training is through a psychic school that um, she is a, te- a teacher of. And so I learned a lot and I did two different certifications through her. And it was interesting because my mediumship actually opened up before we even like dove into mediumship. And so kind of similar. I feel like we have similar stories in that way of it just started happening. I remember I was in one of our trainings and we were doing, you know, partnership readings. And I was like, I feel your grandpa here. And I, I had no idea what I was doing. I just like could feel this presence and I knew her grandpa was here and I just started sharing what he was telling me. And she was like, afterwards, I was like, was that resonant? Like, was that him? Like, well, how did you feel? And she was like, whoa, that was crazy. And she validated everything that came through. And it was almost like this switch that happened because from there on, you know, much like you, like spirit just kept coming to me. And it wasn't ever something in the beginning that I really talked about. You know, I really wanted to be an intuitive healer that felt safe, that felt accepted, that felt easy, you know. And then once it really became like, oh, I'm definitely a medium. This is happening a lot. And my guides kept saying, you have to own it, you know, like it's going to keep happening. You should just own it. And so once I started owning, okay, I am a medium. This is something that I can do. It really just kind of opened up. Um, that ability even more. And something that I get asked a lot when it comes to mediumship is like, are you just walking around all day and, you know, all these spirits are trying to talk to you? And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not exactly what happens. And that comes back to, you know, setting boundaries. And I think something too is spirituality that's really important is like, we are in control. And so for anyone out there who maybe is very new to this work, it feels a little bit scary. You're like, they're talking about spirits. I don't want to see a spirit. That sounds way too crazy for me. You are in control. I tell this to all my clients. You have the body. You are in power. So stay in your power. And, you know, if you don't want to see a spirit, say, hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for guiding me. Thank you for bringing me signs. Thank you for bringing me angel numbers. But I don't want to see you. I don't want to be afraid of you. So thank you. Thank you for listening to me. By even setting a simple boundary like that, that's so easy. That's something all of us can do. You are setting that boundary and standing in your power so that you don't have anything to be afraid of. I think, you know, for you to say too, and to kind of point out how I always say, it's it's easy. This is easy. That's something that a lot of my clients tell me. I guess I say that a lot also in meditation, but I, I think it's just a mantra that I repeat for everyone because this work is playful. It's easy. It's fun. It gets to be easy. And just the more that you can kind of sit in that energy of like, oh, like this is easy. We're flowing. We're just playing. We're having a good time. Like that's really where a lot of the magic gets to happen. You you do say that a lot, but I love it because I also, I, I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast out loud, I, I hate the word hard. Like when, when I would catch yeah. myself being like, oh, but it's hard to do this. I'm like, no, it's not. You're just making excuses or you're just making it hard when you yeah. say that. Like I, I started catching <laughs> myself being it. Like, yeah, it was. I, like, I was believing that it was hard, so then it would be hard. If you believe it's easy, then it's going to be easy, you know. So, and yeah. yes, that that is something to kind of what you were segueing into. A lot of people 
when they first started listening to the podcast, you know, I would get some people, so many questions that were like, I'm really interested in what you're doing and I love hearing about it, but it feels a little too scary for me. And, you know, or they would be like, I think it was a new mom who said she was breastfeeding in the middle of the night. And she's like, I have to get up in the middle of the night by myself. And I get kind of scared. And, you know, I think that's also goes with just it being dark and nighttime and all the things, but it's really, really empowering that I always love to hammer in that we have free will. God gives us free will and we have the ability to turn on or to turn off that, you know, whatever um, energy that is connecting with you, we can very, very quickly come back into our own power just by saying something so simple like Nicole, you're saying there, that was such a great example or just setting a boundary. You know, we, Nicole, that was what we really worked on together was like setting super, super strong boundaries at the beginning of my day, beginning of my sessions, end of my sessions, you know, just keeping myself super, super, I like to say just like very good, like psychic hygiene, you know, just super like clear and just allowing ourselves to release things. We don't want to hold on too much from sessions. And so just knowing that anyone here that's listening that feels even like the slightest intuitive, maybe they're like, I've never seen a spirit, but there's nothing ever to be afraid of because if you're making this, this statement at the beginning of your meditation or beginning of, you know, your Reiki or beginning of anything, like I wish to connect to light and love. And that is all I wish to connect with. That's it. That's all you're going to connect with. There's, there's never going to be, you know, some unexpected, wild, crazy thing when you have gone into a situation setting up intentions and boundaries. So it's very, it's been very empowering for me to always come back to my, like, I have free will, I am in control, and the spirit world respects me and respects us, mm-hmm. just as our spirit guides will communicate into communicate with us in a way that makes us feel very safe and receptive. So they know exactly yeah. how to send us messages that makes us feel very, very just cozy and happy. And they're never trying to scare us. So maybe, you know, yeah. that's something that as you guys play in angel numbers or other, you know, signs and all of that, you can just stay in that realm. You don't have to take it further. But if you ever wanted to take it further or play with, you know, angel cards or some of that stuff is just so fun and so safe and I love it, you can just set the intention at the beginning of your practice and know that you are safe. And Nicole, you're like, you're like the embodiment of a very like grounded, safe, wise reader. And so I love like getting to reiterate that message because I do think a lot of people see what we do and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. But like, I'm scared (laughs) or like, oh no, I don't know. I don't know. That's scary. It sounds scary, but I think it's just unknown. And Mm -hmm. I wish I had known about more of these schools that I keep hearing about. And like, it's truly Hogwarts. I should have been at Hogwarts. It's right. It's where I belonged. As a child, I was like such a Harry Potter fanatic. (laughs) Me too. And I mean, well, I think that anyone who is into, you know, Harry Potter and really connected to that world, like we're all just little spiritual beings, you know? And I think too, I want to add to this conversation as you can be intuitive and you are intuitive, even if, you know, you aren't seeing spirit or even if that's something that you have no interest in, you know, you can work with your spirit guides and never, ever see them. Like you don't have to see spirit. You can feel spirit. You can hear spirit. They can bring you signs and messages and love. And, you know, to also talk about something you were just sharing of like, they will communicate with you in a way that feels really good. 
spirit is not here to scare us. I think that this is something I teach a lot about in my course Awaken is like there's so much fear that is laced into the spirit world from, you know, pop culture and, you know, things we see on TV and movies and just like all of this stuff. You know, there's this like idea that ghosts and spirits are bad and scary and we should fear them. But in reality, you know, our spirit guides are just our cheerleaders. Like they're like they're cheering us on. They are on our team. Like they are a part of our world and they want the best for you. Like, yeah, they're dancing, they're singing. Like, I don't know if you've ever received a message through music where, like, you were listening to a song and it just, like, hit you so hard. Like, oh, like, oh, I felt that love or I received that message or, like, I really needed to hear that right now. Like, that is your spirit team. Like, they're not sending you things to put you in a box or or make you feel fear or make you, you know, kind of cripple up and get afraid. Like, they want you to live your most expansive, beautiful life. Like, they can see your potential. They know what you are capable of. And so all of these little adjustments along the way, all of the signs, all of the messages, like all of those things are helping you to step into, you know, your highest self to see the possibilities of your life for you. And so I think that there needs to be this shift in the way that we talk about spirit and the way that we think about spirit from something to be feared to something to, you know, enjoy and to feel so proud and excited that we have the opportunity to work, you know, with spirit on this beautiful journey that we're on. And, you know, I think that even if you're like, okay, you know, spirit's kind of a lot for me, like your intuition, your inner compass, your heart, like that's you. And that's your own connection. And that's your own connection to, you know, what's possible for you. And so by even just tapping into your intuition, not even thinking about your spirit guides, if that's a little bit too much for you, by just coming back to your intuition, your heart, your truth, like that's also all you need. And that makes you a spiritual connected being even by just doing that. So I just, I feel like that's also important to talk about too, because I feel like people can get, you know, a little bit caught up in the fear rightfully so. I totally get it. I work with people all day long to release those fears, to let go of them, to let go of the things they carried through from past lives, you know, all the things, society, family. There's a lot. There's a lot that we come into this mm-hmm. lifetime with. And I think too, even just giving yourself some grace and just trusting the things that you're curious about. You know, if you're curious about astrology, go learn about astrology. If you're curious about the Akashic Records, go hang out with Anna Grace. I mean, hey, you know, she has a lot of amazing things that are coming out about the Akashic Records. Like, follow the things that you are curious about and you will always be led in the right direction. That is, I'm going to make that my ringtone. That is so beautiful. Like, 100%. I think, I think whatever, I'm like, that last little note you said, I'm like, yes, music to my ears. No matter what, like, we have so much of an internal compass intuition inside of us that you even just sat and just listened to yourself. You don't even have to, you know, connect outside of you. If that's something that you maybe you're not comfortable doing, you could just even practice sitting with yourself because we have so much information that's lying in our, it's just like dormant in our body and it's here for us to listen and to awaken. And the more that we listen, the more that it speaks to us, you know, this, our intuitive voice. And that can hit us in so many different ways. That could be a gut feeling that can be so many different ways that your intuition shows up outside of, you know, wanting to connect outside of yourself. I think they're all beautiful practices. And I think it's really just sitting with yourself and asking myself, okay, what do I feel drawn to today? I even do this practice like every day myself. What do I feel drawn to today? And then some days I go up and then I'll do like a singing meditation where I just kind of hum and sing and, or I'll do like a journal and, you know, journal, just write out whatever. Like I don't have any 
end goal. I just kind of write and just let it flow. So I think it's just like you said, staying curious and just seeing what you're drawn to. And that was exactly how I landed on the Akashic Records because it felt super safe and super playful. It just felt really, really good being in that space. So I think that's a beautiful you know, piece of advice for everyone to take away that's listening. And I also want to, just because, you know, this the fall semester, the theme has been food and body. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about your story and your journey and really how that energy piece came in, because that's something that I just like want to shout from the rooftops for everyone to hear. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting how many of us intuitives have struggled with food body. Like I feel like so many of us have a very similar story. So for me, kind of going back to that time period where I was in between jobs, I was just like, I said no to like my dream job at the time, feeling very lost. It was kind of during this period where I started to have just some weird health issues. I grew up a dancer. I danced all my life, so I could eat whatever I wanted. I never really thought about food. I just kind of, you know, was always eating and having fun and moving my body. I never went to a gym, like just dance was my everything. And luckily again, for me, my parents work in functional medicine. So I've always had this like understanding of health Mm -hmm. and wellness and food. And um, so I felt like I had a strong foundation of that. But, you know, at this time in my life, I don't know, I was like 22, 23. Um, You have to find, figure those things out for yourself. You know, you can't, Of course, my parents were always telling me like, hey, like, you know, these are the great foods that we should eat, but like you have to find those things out for yourself. So anyway, you know, I started to just kind of like feel different in my body. Um, At the end of college, I definitely had gained weight. I was not taking care of myself. I was not eating very well. I was drinking a lot, partying. You know, I had just lost this person who I was with for many years. There was a lot of just trauma that was starting to surface. Um, I didn't understand that I was in such an abusive relationship until kind of coming out of it. And so I went through this period of time where I was grieving the loss of, you know, this person who I was with and I thought that I loved. But then at the same time, the reality of kind of that relationship was starting to come up. And so it was just very confusing. I didn't have the tools at the time to really like know how to deal with that. And so all of that just got stuck in my body. And, you know, it really kind of manifested in gut issues, a lot of different like issues, yeah, with my stomach and gut and bloating. I was bloated, you know, 24-7. It was so uncomfortable. I got so afraid of food because I didn't know what I could eat, you know, what was going to hurt my belly. I had SIBO. I had candida. It was just like all of these things one after another. And I felt like everything I tried, you know, nothing worked the classic case of I've tried everything, you know, every supplement, every workout routine, cycle syncing, like all the things. I just tried it all and I just felt like nothing was working. And it got so bad that I I remember um, my now fiance, we were together at the time and really kind of going through a lot of this health journey together, which I'm so happy I had, you know, his support. He's the one who kind of really helped me, you know, just like start getting healthy again. And we did keto together, you know, all this stuff. And so um, there was a point in time where I was so afraid of different foods that we weren't eating garlic. Like the poor guy, he was like, what can I season my food with? Because I was like, I can't have garlic. I can't have pepper. I like convinced myself that pepper was making me bloated. You know, it was just crazy. (laughs) I look back and I'm like, oh, I was just hurting, you know, so much that I was just so afraid. I just wanted to feel good. Um, And, you know, so I started doing intuitive 
uh, healing with my healer at the time. And I realized that a lot of my health issues, they were very deeply connected to the trauma that I was holding onto in my body. So once I started releasing some of that trauma and moving out the stored energy, the trauma, the stories, the beliefs, like everything that I was carrying, a lot of PTSD also from that relationship I was in, like once I really started to move a lot of that out, she then introduced me to starting to listen to my body and do intuitive eating. So I got to this place where I was like, okay, you know, I just need to let go of all of the gripping. I need to stop, you know, kind of the disordered eating. And I really just started to ask my body, how can I nourish you in this moment? And even if it was like, I don't know, like rice, and I would hear rice or I would get a feeling for rice. I was like, okay, I'm going to just have that. I'm not going to feel guilty. I'm not going to be mad at myself. I'm just going to eat the things that I'm hearing and feeling in my body that I need. You know, it's not like my body was like, hey, we're going to eat, you know, 10 million pieces of chocolate and we're going to go and get McDonald's. Like, you know, it's listening to your body in a reasonable way. And so I started to do that. And just by listening to my body in that way, it did a few things for me. It helped me really strengthen my intuition. I didn't really understand that at the time, but, you know, by asking yourself, and we talk about this a lot, like by just asking your body, like, what do I need right now? And then having the courage to listen, you're strengthening your intuition. You're strengthening that connection between I'm listening to my body and I'm listening to the things that she's telling me. And so I started to eat that way and that coupled with the energy work I was doing, coupled with also, you know, me, we moved at that time to, um, I was really starting my own business. Like so many things started changing and really it kind of like took reducing the stress of kind of leaving my job, starting my own thing, beginning to intuitively eat, starting to just listen to my body and not be so mean to it. Like I felt like anytime I was bloated back then, I was so mad. I was so mean to my body. I was so mad that it was bloated. And it's like, that doesn't help anything. Yeah, I'm sure you can relate to that. I feel like everyone can probably relate to that. That's something I tell a lot of my clients who are struggling with food is like, just tell your body, I love you. Thank you for doing what you need to do to kind of move this food, you know, to digest, to do the things that you need. Um, and so, yeah, you know, my, my story with food really kind of roots from there and with time of intuitively eating, just kind of letting go a little bit and not being so just crazy about food and what am I eating? I'm going to, you know, get bloated or I'm going to gain weight. I just really allowed myself to release and let go. I was doing healing and all of these different changes happened, you know, everything really shifted for me. I will say too, though, that stress was a big one for me as well. And once we moved out of LA, we moved to Seattle, a lot of stress released out of my life. And that was a really huge component of just my body shifting and changing and kind of coming back into just a a normal place for myself. Oh, 100%. I think that environmental shift or anything really that's in your life, maybe it's an environment, maybe it's certain people around you having so much stress on the body, people really, they discount that so quickly and then think like on top of all the other things that we're doing, like, let's work out. Let's like force our body into this meal plan. Like the, you know, Nicole's been with me as I've been building this intuition activation, soul nourishment course. She's been here the last, like, I know the last, like, has it been 13 weeks? Is that right? Was this week or 12? It's been a week. I think week 12. Week it's 12 been a while. Us working, yeah, us working together. The course has been, you know, obviously years in the making, but it's it's so crazy how 
we just think, oh, we can, I'm going to force my body. I'm going to manipulate my body. I'm going to make her, you know, do these things. And it's like, no, it, it, at some point the body is just going to be like, you're yelling at me, be nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> like That's yeah. a huge part of it that we don't realize like, oh, we're already stressed out. Let's, let's yell at my body. Let's make it do a hit class. And then let's, you know, start her. And like, poor body. She's just hanging on for dear life. She's just doing her best. And so I really started thinking of it like that. Like she was just my friend, like my pal, like, why am I going to do that to her? I'm not going to yell at her. She's my bestie. Even when I'm working out now, I talk to her the whole time. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is feeling good. You're doing so great. I'm strong. Yes, sister. You know, like I'm like my mind and my body, we are a team. I really think of that. Mm -hmm. Like we're this little team we're working together and whatever she says she wants, I honor that. And I listen to that. And like you said, there's the intention of, you know, obviously loosening the grip, but like listening to what your body really needs. And you know that your highest good wants to be nourished, you know, sure. You know, if you want to have some chocolate or something sometimes, absolutely. But if you're truly in alignment with your highest version of self and your intuition, your body's going to tell you things that are very practical that it needs. And it yeah. really will make sense when you start hearing the, you know, of a whisper or just a feeling, or like for me, I'll get like kind of a craving, like, Ooh, like this morning I was like, avocado sounds really good. So I'm just going to make a little avocado gluten-free toast. Like I just start to have these like moments, these little hits and just trust them, you know, just follow it. And, yeah. and as yeah. you sit down for the meal, enjoy it. That's the, that's the whole mm-hmm. like part of the name of the game is like enjoying it. It's meant yes. to be enjoyed. So anyways, um, I think that starting with food is, as you said, one of the strongest ways to strengthen our intuition because it's yeah. so imperative to our survival to nourish ourselves and to take care of our bodies. And so it's a really great place for so many people to start with their intuition. And I really was like having that kind of download as you were talking. I'm like, of course I would be doing an intuitive eating course first because it's like the easiest way to reconnect with yourself. And then, Hey, we can go, you know, further and the Akashic records and all of these things, but this is such a beautiful place to start because it's, it's the way that you take care of yourself every single day. So that's like your foundation. It's like the best possible way to start. So I was having like a moment when you said that I was like, Oh, it's so true. That was kind of how I feel like I got really, really in tune with myself and super intuitive. And then from there, it's like your whole life kind of shifts and you're like, wow, I'm a way more happier, relaxed person. This is possible. I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like food is a place where a lot of people just naturally start their journey because when our body doesn't feel good, nothing feels good. Like our body is our vessel. And in order for us to be a channel, to connect with the Akashic Records, you know, to do all the things that are fun and exciting in the spiritual world, like you have to have a strong, nourished vessel. And, you know, that comes from nourishing your body and listening to your body because in order for us to connect outside of ourselves, I think we've talked about this quite a bit, we have to be able to connect within. And, you know, food holds energy. So when we listen to our body, like our body knows exactly what it needs. It can be the nutrients of the food, like the actual nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, but also the energy that the food holds. Like that example I used about rice. For me, I've noticed that rice actually cuts through negative energy. So if you're ever like really craving rice, you might have some negative energy in you, around you. You might have had like a weird conversation with something, someone. 
something. And your body is like, we need to get rid of that. So maybe that's why you're craving, you know, some rice. I one time had a client who we were like clearing a lot of stuff in a session with her. And I told her, I was like, if you like, just notice if you crave anything after this session, you know, and just let your body have it, whatever it is. And she texted me. She was like, oh my gosh, I went and I, I was craving sushi. I like needed sushi and I ate it and I just like felt so good after. And I was like, it was the rice. You were craving the rice because of all the things that we were clearing out and your body knew that it needed to kind of do that physical clearing as well as the energetic. So trusting your body, you know, our bodies are so smart and they know so much about what we need in the moment. And by strengthening your intuition through the body and the food, like you'll do in Anna Grace's course, like that is such a beautiful foundation to start with. And then you can get to those other things, you know, because your vessel, your channel will be really strong. That is so cool. You know, it's crazy. I eat a ton of rice. <laughs> like I'm always like rice, <laughs> rice and lentils is something that I eat. I eat rice and lentils mm. a lot on days that I do readings. It just feels very, yeah, kind of like just very satiating, very grounding. And I, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And it's so cool to know that the rice is like helping, you know, release energy or just like, I, I did not know that. That is really cool. That's, you know, another- That's probably why I was using that. Yeah. I'm like, that was spoke to me because I, I, I just made a big <laughs> crock pot of rice last night. <laughs> I love rice. Um, I love it also, too. Also, uh, thyme is another herb that I work with. Lots of herbs mm. carry properties mm-hmm. of protection. Thyme is one that I use and I just love. And, you know, it, it really, yeah. that all of that stuff is just super ancient um, herbology type information that once you start to read up on different protection or, you know, different properties, healing properties of herbs, there's so much there. And that's why you can really go into this, fall into this rabbit hole of how beautiful eating a meal and preparing it can be. It can just be this like very, to me, I like to think of like little potions. I'm like, Ooh, what does my body need? How can I help her? Give her (laughs) a sprinkle of herbs. Like it it really becomes so spiritual experience. Yeah, it's art, you know, it's a little art piece. Mm. I wanted to ask you to explain when you were saying to uh, intuitive healings, how that really helped you with your body. And like you talk a lot about healings. And until I had worked with you, I had never done a healing process like yours. And I I don't want you to give away all of your secret sauce because I know that's your your livelihood. But (laughs) I think a lot of people here are new and maybe haven't had an intuitive healing. And so just kind of if you would explain what that is or what that looks like, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So my intuitive healings, they work a little bit differently than maybe, you know, a Reiki session. So I actually, I don't know if you know this, but my first ever training that I did was Reiki. So I'm actually Reiki certified, but this is another, I think, interesting thing of, you know, coming back to curiosity is I did Reiki and I loved it, but like I knew it wasn't my thing. And so, you know, I stayed curious and then I found like the psychic world and kind of the intuitive healing world. And that really just like sat in my body a little bit differently. And so just like a little side lesson of, you know, staying curious until you find your thing. What works for someone else might not be the thing for you. And that's totally okay. Um, So coming back to my intuitive healing. So the way that I do an intuitive healing is it's kind of this like experience where we are going energetically into the body. And what really helped me and kind of why I love this work so much is it's very practical in the sense of your guides will guide me to what you're holding on to, what is blocking you, what's going on within the body, 
we release, we clear, but we also reprogram as well. And so my healings can really kind of take a lot of different routes. You know, we can go really deep into a certain chakra. We can really work on one specific lesson or cutting cords from, you know, people or relationships or things that are blocking you or connected to you. I also explore past lives in my healings. It's really kind of this like playground where I never really know what's going to happen, which is kind of the fun of it. Um, But I use kind of all of my different modalities in one to really just help you feel lighter, more open, more connected to yourself. And so, you know, the work for myself that I did that really changed everything for me is this intuitive healing work of, you know, finding the trauma that was stored in my body, finding the cords that were still connected to that, you know, past relationship and that were draining me and pulling from me and taking from me cutting those cords, releasing that energy, and really just freeing myself. You know, there is so much that we hold on to. And, you know, you don't even have to be into this work to understand that, you know, everything is energy. Like you, everyone listening has definitely felt when someone has walked in the room, you can feel their energy. Or when there's like a tension in the room that you feel like you can, you know, cut it with a knife. Like you are tapping into energy. You're feeling energy. And so think about like we, I see humans as sponges. Like we are just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And if you don't have a place to release, a process to release, or even just someone to help you release or kind of an understanding of how to release that energy from your body, it can get stuck, you know, and things can happen. Things can manifest. It manifested as health issues for me. It also can manifest as different blocks or different you know, just things within your body that are just keeping you from feeling like your best self, from tapping into your highest self, from even just really becoming the person that you want to be. And so my healings really focus on all of that of just like helping you release, helping you clear, helping you connect with your spirit guides. If that's something, you know, you want or you're ready for, you're you're interested in, um, a lot of channeled messages come through, a lot of connection. And it's really so unique. Like no two readings are ever similar, like at all, which I think is why, you know, it's so fun. And I'm sure it's the exact same way with the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. And another thing that's (laughs) interesting too is I don't, I feel like you are the same way. Like I don't remember anything. I can remember a few things. Like if something is like really big or like there's certain things that I can remember, but I don't remember a lot of the details from my sessions. And I always tell my clients, I'm like, it's great for you because like, I, I don't even know what, what's going on. I always have <laughs> um, clients who come back and they're like, you told me this and like, oh my gosh, you were so spot on. And I was like, wow, I said that. Like, that is really cool. <laughs> like, I'm so, I'm so happy I said that. That's great. <laughs> That's happened to me too. So many times someone will come back a year later and I always tell people it's it's like having a dream. I remember it in the moment, but the further it gets away, I just, it slips away. I can't, it's like a still dream that comes to me. And then I, and then I just slowly start to forget everything. (laughs) That is exactly That's because we're channeling. Yeah. Yeah. And so the way, the way that I see it, yeah, it just kind of flows through us. So I, I always tell my clients that you know, I'm not going to remember all the details. So ask me while we're in the session. And the way that I kind of like see it or feel it is like the information is like flowing through me. I'm not actually using my brain to, you know, come up with the solution or think about anything. Like if you ask Mm -hmm. me a question in a session, like about something I have to think about, like I actually can't do it. And And I always tell my clients in the session, like, I can't, like, I don't actually know, like, I can't think about it right now. Like, let me like ask me after the session, like if there's something yeah. more like 
tangible. I don't know how to describe it um, because the information is just flowing through you. And so also that's good to know if you are someone who, you know, is maybe trying to practice your channeling through journaling or through even just speaking on your voice notes. Like if you're and a lot of people are actually channeling when they're journaling and they don't realize it. But if you're ever journaling and you're just like, whoa, what did I write? <laughs> like what what even just came out of me? You were channeling and you didn't even know it. So that also goes to show, you know, we all have these abilities and we all have access to our ability to channel and to connect and to really just be in touch with our intuition. Oh, I I love that. And I, I just thought I had a little ping too that I'm going to share with everyone that is a yeah. journaling practice because I think that's the that's the best way. Like if I if you take away anything from this conversation today, like that's the best place to start because it's safe. It just flows. It's just such a yummy place to just brain dump and release the stuck energy, all these things that Nicole's been talking about. And I always will write something to the effect, like at the top of my journal, like thank you to my guides of the highest truth, compassion, and love for flowing through me in this journal session today. So, you know, if you guys listening, you could write that exact statement down. And I just set that intention at the beginning of the journal. And I just write out, like I could, I, some days I'll just literally be like, well, today I woke up, I slept good. You know, like it's going nowhere. I just allow it to like, just kind of document. And then from there I'll start to get an idea or like, I'll think about a dream and I'm like, what a crazy dream I had. Da, da, da. And then I just like let it unravel. Next thing I know, I've written like yeah. four pages and I have had a, a complete epiphany over something that I'm going to do that day, you know? And so it's just kind of like setting the intention at the beginning, like a little statement, like I want to connect to, you know, yeah. love and truth, compassion, all whatever words that you want to set the intention and allow it to flow. And like the most beautiful ideas will just kind of come to you and you just do it so easily. Mm -hmm. I love that. Another cool exercise with journaling that you can do is you can ask your guides to speak through you and then you can write a question. Like if there's, I don't know, something you're curious about or if there's something that has been like, I don't know, really difficult, like maybe you're going through something with your friends or maybe like you're really struggling at work, write a question and then just start writing. It might take you a moment to get out of your head because you're going to sit, you're going to write the question. Then you're going to be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's like if you can get past that little like I don't know block, if you can push past that wall, even if at first you just start writing about like what's in your mind, like your thoughts about the question and then just keep going. You're going to start to channel and the answers that you're looking for are going to start coming through and your guides will speak through you there. And that's also a really good way to, yeah, just get out of your head and start allowing things to kind of flow and channel because, you know, like both of us are saying, you can do it. You can channel. We are all channels here. And it's just finding too like your medium. You know, I know for me, like I, I channel through speaking. Like that is my like favorite way to channel. I actually talk about this in my course Ascend of like finding out your way to channel, whether it's through writing, whether it's through speaking, whether it's through singing or riddles, kind of like what comes up for you in the Akashic Records. Like when you read for me, all the jingles that you had, all the riddles that you had for me, like they were so powerful and they really stuck with me. And I was able to kind of like be like, oh, like that just makes sense. And it would kind of jingle in my head for the rest of the day, which we can talk about, you know, my experience with your reading because that was so incredible, so activating. Um, I was so, so lucky to work with Anna Grace at a very pivotal time, I would say, in my life of just, you know, I'm getting married next month and there's been a lot of ups and downs and, you know, just a lot of a lot of lessons that have been coming up for me. And, you know, my reading, my Akashic Records reading, 
it was the first time, which is crazy, that I ever got my Akashic Records properly read, which was, was wild. So honored. So honored. Honored. <laughs> honored I could just no, be I that loved. <laughs> no, it was you were the perfect person to do that with. And, you know, you were just so everything was so spot on. Everything was so expansive, so loving, but also like the little like nudge and push that I needed to be like, okay, you know, I can move through this. I can let go. Like everything's going to be okay. Like everything's, you know, it's all good. And it was, it was interesting though, because right after, I think I told you this, I was like, it was really activating for me. Like I could really feel how things were moving, things were clearing. I was like, whoo, I was kind of like down and out a little bit, you know, in the best yeah. way possible though. That always happens to me in sessions. I feel like they just hit me hard. Um, and yeah, it was really, it was so incredible to be read by you. It was really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your experience. It was an honor. And it's it's exactly as you said, like the biggest part of having your Akashic Records open is incredibly activating in itself outside of just even yeah. having the reading. And sometimes I feel almost like nervous, especially, well, I know you're a perfect candidate because you can see the lessons, but for some people, yeah. it can be a little bit of like kind of a kick in the pants. Like, but I'm, you know, I always say, listen, I'm just the messenger, <laughs> but I'm not going to like, you know, not so much to Unicole, but like other clients. I'm like, okay, we're not going to stay in this pattern. We're going to get up and we're going to shake it off and we're going to do this and we're going to clear this. And, you know, I'm kind of like bossing them around by the end of the session. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, you know, I know I, 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 yeah. I'm seeing, I'm seeing everyone's highest timeline and highest potential. And I kind of want to just like get you there. So it makes sense for you. Your experience was that you were like super tired and needed to rest and recover because it is, you know, a very activating experience. But then you said everything really started clicking into place. And so it's also a good reminder of allowing your body sometimes that rest and recovery. And then things will just all start to come together so seamlessly. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it was so funny because my fiance Jordan also got read by Anna Grace and he like stormed out of the room like, she just changed my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) See, it's great for men too. The guys love it too. I was saying, I was like, I really like have such a strong female audience. I was telling Jordan, I'm like, it's so rare that I sit with men anymore these days. Cause you know, Austin, my own partner, and he's like, no, thanks. Not interested. Cause he's like, he's just kind of like, I'm afraid once you read me once, you're just going to be reading me all the time. Like, are you reading my mind? I'm like, no, I'm reading your mind. It doesn't work like that. I know. I'm like, not quite, but, um, but it, it was, it was I just absolutely you guys are the best ever I'm so honored that I could give you this reading right before your wedding and just I can't wait to see everything unravel because it's just going to unfold so perfectly and mm-hmm. I know we're getting to the end of our conversation but I do have one other question for you and I think that if someone listening is just feeling very lost or disconnected from themselves, and I know we've given a lot of good examples today, is there anything else that you would leave them with or advise them to do or just something to kind of get things going or maybe get them out of this place of confusion, lack of clarity? Mm, I would say to start asking your heart questions. This is something that I share with a lot of my clients is if you close your eyes and place your hands on your heart and just Mm -hmm. ask yourself, you know, why am I lost? What do I need right now? Like, is my heart happy? What's making my heart upset? 
Like, what do I need to change? All these questions and really ask and then really listen. Don't listen to your head. Don't listen to your inner critic. Don't listen to your ego. Like really drop into the heart, like close your eyes, be there, connect with your heart. You will always find the answer there. I think we're always so busy looking for answers in a book, a podcast, which has great information. Don't get me wrong. Like, hey, we're here. But when you can just ask your heart and really ask and really listen, you will always have the most clear and strong and purposeful answers. And really, we have everything within us. You know, you don't need a guru or a healer or anyone else to tell you the things that you know deep down in your heart. Of course, getting validation from others of what you're feeling is powerful, and I think sometimes it's very important to get that validation from people that you trust. However, asking your heart and really allowing your heart to speak to you, I think, is one of the most powerful things that we can do. You know, we all have this, like, library of information. We have this compass. We have, you know, our intuition. We have connection. We have all of that just right here within our bodies, in our heart. But so many of us don't have the courage to actually ask and listen. Listening is the thing that takes the most bravery and really trusting that what you're hearing, what you're feeling is the truth and taking action on that. I think it's really easy to discount the things that our body, our heart is telling us. And so if you're lost, if you're confused, ask your heart, connect with your heart and start there. And it will get more clear as you keep going, as you keep trusting. And also just know that it gets easier. It does. You know, if you, I always use this analogy of like pulling a bow back. In order to shoot an arrow forward, we have to pull the bow back in order for it to be shot forward. And I've experienced that in my life. I know all of my clients have, my partner has, I'm sure you have too. And it's just like, it sucks when you're in that pulling back phase. I feel like I've kind of been in that phase, even myself a little bit. You know, we can always get pulled back in different ways, but just know that if you feel like you're being pulled back, you are just one second away from being shot forward. So don't give up. You're right there. That's what I would say. Oh, like me, I'm going to cry. Nicole, I just love you so much. That was, that was like the best, the best possible way we could have ended. I'm like, anyways, mic drop, Nicole. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's so true. Our heart space is so powerful too to connect with that heart chakra, that heart center. There's so much energy there. And I love how yeah. just getting specific to connect there because we can specifically connect with certain parts of our body. We just set that intention yeah. and there's so much information in different areas of the body. So I love that practice. That is absolutely stunning. You guys need to do that. I'm like, everyone listening, put your your podcast, put your phone away once you're done with this and do that practice because that is just, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that this evening. I'm going to make Austin do it with me. Okay, mm, Nicole. Let me know how to go. I, I will. I will text you. <laughs> I just absolutely cannot thank you enough for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your tools. And you are the queen of just making things practical and easy and accessible. Please tell everyone where they can find you, all the things, tell us everything that's going on with you. I want them to know them all. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was a long time coming and I just feel so honored to be a part of your journey and to be here with all your listeners and to just be able to share 
Um, and yeah, you guys, if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Nicole Mariline. My DMs are always open. I know this work can be a little confusing, a little just nerve wracking at first. So if you guys have any questions or anything that you want to just share or talk about any experiences that you're having, shoot me a DM. I'm here for you. Um, I have a lot of exciting things coming up. So, you know, I am getting married next month, um, which I'm very excited about. So I am kind of taking a little bit of a breather when it comes to work. I have not taken a break in a long time, so that's going to be interesting and exciting. But I am launching an app, hopefully at the start of next year. So in the new year, I will have a brand new app out there with meditations and courses and challenges and all of my work kind of in one place, which I am so excited about. But in the meantime, I have so many different resources, free and paid, on my page. You can take a challenge with me, a course with me, book a session with me, or even just come be my friend. Um, I'm really all about that and community and just support. So thank you so much for having me, Anna Grace. You are such a light and so special. And I just feel so honored to, like I said, be a part of your journey and watch you keep shining. She's doing great things, people. We're all here for it. Hey, we're all doing it. We're all in this together. And I'm just so proud of you and excited. And I just, I love you so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I just want to give you a hug through the phone, through the camera. I know. The Zoom, Virtual hug. We're doing. Virtual <laughs> hug. Yay. Yay. Oh. I love you too. Mwah. I love you. Mwah. As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me. My scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.